In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life dedicated to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin. They would call others into a life of holiness, and they would let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. In honor of these great men, each November I get together with a couple thousand men and spend a month focused on growing. Growing in community, growing in virtue, and growing out our beards. This year we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge. This podcast, Bearded Virtues. My name's Tony Vicenda, and I'm excited to have myself and some of my favorite people share their reflections on Cardinal Virtues with you. This week we have my good friend, Michael Gormley, also known as Gomer by those who know him, love him, and follow his work online from the Catching Foxes podcast, Breaking Open the Virtue of Justice. This is day 26 of the Nazarite Challenge. Hey everyone, Mike Gormley here, a.k.a. Gomer, co-host of Catching Foxes, America's most explicit Catholic podcast. Uh, What I want to do is just share with you a little bit on justice and what it means in my own life. I don't know about you, but for me, I can remember my first brazen act of injustice, which I was about seven, eight years old. There was a hole in a giant gumball machine at a sporting goods store in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And all my friends reached into that hole and would grab gumballs. And the gumballs were like these huge ones. It cost 50 cents to get one of them. And they would just reach in and grab them, right? And uh, I remember feeling like, you know, this is like St. Augustine and the pears. Uh, it was so overwhelming for me. I knew it was wrong, but the social pressure was so intense. I reached in there and I plucked a single gumball and I even picked a color and flavor that I didn't like so as to punish myself so it wouldn't be as grave an offense. And I go and I pull out the gumball and I run off with everyone else and I put it in my guilty chubby little mouth and I go and chomp on it and spit it out. Tasted terrible because it's a giant gumball machine. Lord knows how long those gumballs were sitting in there. The thing was probably hideously gross, but I felt so guilty, so guilty. So eight, nine years old, whatever I was, I went to confession and the priest says, you must make amends. You must make restitution. You can't just commit an act of injustice and not attempt to restore it if it's within your power and then come to confession. That'd be like going to the priest saying, father, uh, can I, do I have to return something that I stole? He said, ah, no, it's fine. And then you steal the you know money from the church box and then immediately or the poor box and go to confession to him. You can't do that, right? You have to make amends insofar as you are capable. So what did I do? As uh, you know, trembling after going to confession, I went back to that sporting goods store. I walked in there and I was so nervous and I felt so awful and embarrassed and ashamed that I had cowed to peer pressure and that I had purchased or stolen a gumball that I walked up to a woman at a register, the youngest cashier I could find, who I thought would have a little bit more sympathy, and I put down 50 cents in change right in front of her, and I said, this is for you, and I ran away. So, okay, not the best restitution I could make, not a face-to-face act of repentance. I didn't tell him about the huge hole in the side of the gumball machine or anything like that, but that was the notion, however poorly executed, of I've done something wrong, And I can make amends. I can fix this that I've done. I can make restitution. He can't get that original gumball back, nor would he want it. But I can at least make restitution to the owner of that store. This is what justice is. The reason why I bring that story up is because justice of all the human virtues 
the moral virtues, the cardinal virtues. Justice is essentially relational, right? Prudence has to do with your intellect, okay? Fortitude and temperance have to do with governing the passions within you and your desire for, in the case of temperance, your desire for external goods and people or whatever. But justice is relational to other persons. What do I owe that person across the table from me, next door to me, my coworker, um, a person that I've never met who's poor or destitute or whatever? What do I owe in terms of justice? God. All of these areas are relationships that characterize or that are regulated by justice. Creating a just society should be the goal of every committed Christian. And so with that said, here is my practical activity. Number one, analyze your relationships and write down simply. I mean, this, this doesn't have to be, you know, a 45 minute affair, but write down some of the basic uh, categories of relationships, people that you're close to people that you don't know. Right. Uh, but, but are near you like your neighbor or something and say, what do I owe my neighbor? What do I owe that person down the street? What do I don't owe the person right next to me? What do I owe my coworkers? What do I owe them? And then for your practical activity, write this down. It starts with the understanding. Once I understand that something is owed to them, then interiorly search your heart and say, have I always given it to them? Like, what do I owe God? Worship, honor, veneration, and homage. Have I always given that to God or have I put other things in God's place? But that's not enough. You got to go and take it further. What do I owe all of these people? Okay, what do I owe these distinct relationships in my life? Okay, so the practical activity is to analyze and write down your different types of relationships. You can use people's names if you want. And then to ask yourself the fundamental question, what do I owe these people? Thanks, Gomer, for calling us to a life of virtue. And thank you, listener, for tracking with us all month long during the Nazarite Challenge. This has been a huge time of blessing. The conversations in the Facebook community going through and doing this podcast, it was a huge labor of love. The number one way you can support us from this point forward is just sharing this podcast with other people or buying something from catholicbomb.co to help support the cost of this. We want to thank all of our sponsors one last time. That's, again, along with Catholic Bomb Co., that's Pink Salt Riot, eCatholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. We also want to thank people who helped sponsored content during the Nazarite Challenge. That's the Theology of the Abadi Institute and Catching Foxes, the podcast, and my own podcast, The Threshold. Um, we'd love to have you guys check out all those things. If you haven't followed them on social media, checked out their work yet, please do. Also, if you're interested in having this become a monthly podcast that we do. I don't know that we can commit to weekly at this point in time, but once a month, having a little bit more bearded virtue in your life, please drop us a line at Catholic Bomb Co. or post in the Facebook group that you're interested in that. We'll have a post there that you can share that on. We want to know if this has been helpful for you in growing in virtue, how we can continue to get the word out around the amazing way that God is calling us deeper into a relationship with him and with each other. So gentlemen, until next time, Stop shaving and start praying.